You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked on Rays on the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked on Rays on Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Rays. Well, Ulysses, for today's show, we figured we would do things a little bit different and do a mailbag segment. Got a lot of comments on Twitter, some emails. Uh, figured this would be a good time, especially with everything that went on with FanFest and all the news breaking about the stadium stuff. Uh, just uh, a whirlwind of, of topics and, and a big variety of topics to to dive into. <laughs> so without further ado, we'll we'll run through them. We'll probably answer a couple, take a break and then answer the rest of them. Um, the first one uh, from our buddy Time McCann, he says, caught wind of the trade, sending Emilio Pagan to San Diego. Seems like we could have saved more time and effort just making this part of the Tommy Pham deal. That's what I said on yesterday's show. Uh, either way, Pagan was great, and I wish him well. I know the Rays had basically said they didn't have a designated closer anyway, so maybe this was just a good opportunity to sell high on Pagan. I actually really like the pieces we got from San Diego. Margot has MLB experience, and Driscoll is a highly drafted left-handed hitting get on base machine not to mention driscoll's a catcher that's the other thing we re- we didn't really talk about or get into much is the this logan driscoll kid could be an intriguing guy down the line three four five years from now so we're, we're talking starting a uh, catcher for maybe <laughs> 2026 2025 hey. 2022 to through 2025 is ronaldo hernandez right possibly or yeah do you have the best split hitting catching platoon and Driscoll and Hernandez wouldn't that be a dream that really would be and the other thing I want to mention about Pagan too is I think there was you mentioned it on Twitter the other day there was a a guy who put a really interesting thread about diving really deep into Pagan's relief appearances and from what I gathered was he didn't start and or finish a ton of innings he was brought in in the middle of a lot of innings and then would finish them from there. So I think the Rays are really thinking about this. Uh, Let's just say I have faith. three batter minimum rule, yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, So, and I mean, it it was a deal, I think, that worked for both parties. You look at San Diego now, they might have the best bullpen in the National League when you add in Pagan, if he stays as productive as he did, Kirby Yates, Chris Stammen, Drew Pomeranz. I mean, they're going to be – I think they're definitely going to at least be 500 next year. It's going to be really well, close. I don't think uh, – you know, their window might be opening right now with just like the Rays did a year early in 2019 with that 90-win season. That might be happening with the Padres. But mm-hmm. going back and, and focusing on the Rays, yeah, Driscoll could be a very interesting guy to have. He also plays the outfield. I think it's right field or left field, yeah. uh, one of the corner uh, positions. But uh, that's versatility too. So that's exactly what the kind of player that the Rays want. But f- please, 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 <laughs> can we just for once 
get that hitting prospect that's a catcher. I know and it's hold very on difficult. To and hold on to them. Yes. Because um, the Rays have had their share. They just haven't held on to them for one exactly. reason or another. Maybe so, in the, yeah, please make this happen with Driscoll and, and Hernandez, of course. Yes, and maybe in the age of uh, robot umpires where framing and defense yeah. isn't as much of a priority, maybe you can stick a more of an offensive minded guy back there so well you know that that could happen with uh, the many changes that are happening in mlb which you know we did hear yesterday about some potential changes to the playoffs Mm -hmm. which we will definitely get into on tomorrow's episode we will definitely and one more thing about ty's comment um, regarding manny margot and i mentioned this how again it's just me thinking i think this is sort of the step that the Rays are taking an insurance policy with Mar- having Margot now right. and Rosarina to possibly one day in the future deal Kevin Kiermeyer. And you might have somebody say, why would any team want a Kevin Kiermeyer that is making 10, 11, $12 million for his offensive or lack of offensive production and his sometime uh, noted injury Ooh. history? Yeah, you got an answer. Go for it. Yeah, I got an answer. Because uh, there's a team that's paying $18 million to Chris Davis. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll pay $10 million for the best defensive outfield if you're paying $18 million to a guy who doesn't get a hit for 60 at-bats. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the other thing. The Rays play on a different – literally a different playing field than other MLB (laughs) teams where they say a a one-win player – one war basically is worth about $8 million in the open market. So you would think, I mean, Kevin Kiermaier could ultimately command 15 to $16 million on the open market for one, for one year in annual salary. So that's another thing. The Rays again, value players a lot differently, but $10 million to most other teams for, yeah, exactly. All right. Um, another, uh, comment or this one, an email actually from Zach Milrin, um, he says, I see Manfred now comes out and says he's behind the Montreal idea. I saw Mark Topkin post an article about the subject. I feel the players union would never go for it. I feel like a 60, 21 game split would be more feasible for all involved. Think about it. You already go to Toronto three to four times in the division. So that would just turn into say a longer road trip by playing an additional six, seven games in Montreal each time. Just an idea that I could see. Something has to happen because the lease isn't up until 2027, and it sounds like the Split City deal wants to start sooner than that. Personally, I just don't think it's a great idea to split the season 50-50 and for them to leave in the middle of the season. Now, if they started here with spring training and opening day, went to Montreal and came back, I feel logistically it would look better. I don't know. I know this subject is far from over. Man, is he right about that? That is really interesting, though, about the 60-21 game split. As much as I would love it, as much as I would love it more than a, a 40-41 game split or a 35-50 uh, you know, game split, whatever it is, um, you know, I just think it that that would be such a hard sell when you're trying to get a new stadium in Montreal, too. They, they're not, oh, you're only going to give us 21 home games? No, we're not going for it. Now, if you want to play in some dilapidated stadium that's already in, in existence, okay, possibly, and try to try to build up that fan base slowly but and surely. Um, then again, maybe to, to players, uh, it's almost not enough time to 
to get another house or another or, or an apartment or a condo in Montreal. So it almost feel like just a really, really extended road trip, even though you would have, I guess, Montreal Rays fans rooting for you. It would just, I don't know, to me, seem like more of an extended road trip. I would, hey, that'd be, I'd, I'd prefer that much more than the 4040 plan, but <laughs> it, it's yeah. definitely an interesting proposal. I mean, logistically, as far as travel and everything, it makes sense on that front. Um, you it's, know, if, it's, if they went with I, that. It's more palatable for, as a Rays fan, to say, okay, 60 20. I mean, again, for everybody listening out there, we don't like this. We do no. not like the Sister City uh, plan. No. But in this scenario where it's 60-20, it's definitely better than 40-40 or has they've even said 35 in Tampa Bay. Okay? So let's be yeah. honest about that. More games would be played up there in, in north. The hotel situation, they can't get homes. It would definitely be more of a, an extended road trip, which – I think players would really dislike. Yeah. Another thing, it's a long season. And they've said only Montreal starting mid-June. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you do the 60-20, the, the meat of the season would have to be in Montreal to have the extended uh, stays over there in, in Canada with Toronto. Now, uh, I've always wanted to be, you know, my, my, my geeky side of me, which is a lot of me, would want <laughs> to be a fly on the wall when MLB makes schedules. I think that would be the, the, one of the, the oh, most yeah. exciting things if you really like baseball and you like, you know, putting things together. I think that would be really exciting. So this would be even a, more of a challenge. Uh, for MLB scheduling to really put this together where, okay, the Rays are going to Toronto now. They need to s- stay here as a home-based team. People need to go to Montreal now. So that would be crazy. But it would be nice because in the end, you said this yesterday, how can you not have September games in Tampa Bay? Yeah. Well, by doing the 60-20 and you're giving them a lot between June, July, and August – by the time that September comes, maybe they come back here and it's a better weather in September than it would be in Montreal. Right. Or even go with the 50-30 where you have 50 games or however it works out to where if you have a road trip that is, say, all right, you're hitting Toronto, you're hitting New York, you're hitting the Northeast, high Midwest areas, upper part of the country, then, yeah, you can make that stop and have an additional quote-unquote home game up in Montreal. So it is a really interesting thing to talk about and discuss. And again, yes, not going any, uh, away anytime soon. Um, this actually, uh, was a message from my buddy, Scott. He says, is there any possible comparative approach to reviewing the average raise attendance in St. Pete to average Yankee spring training here in Tampa, or even raise average attendance in spring training to regular season just makes no sense to move them half time to Canada there's too much opportunity here, especially in downtown Tampa. Now, I will say this. I don't know really about the first part, um, what he's asking with that, but the 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 well, latter part, the downtown Tampa part, you, do you have an idea? I think so. I mean, do they – I mean, there, they, there must be information on the attendance on all spring training facilities, correct? That, that must be public information. Yes, I'm sure. So if you're able to find that, where do the Yankees rank? Yeah, I'd have to look that up. On that list, we'll have to look that up. If there 
are a lot of people going to the Yankee games, well, man, it would get to be too complex because then how many of them actually live here and how many are actually visiting? It would right. be a very difficult task. But I get what he's saying. There are baseball fans here. And yes, uh, it would be doable in downtown. I, I agree with that part. But the first part, it, it would be very complex to find out. But I would love to to, to read an article or, or, or a, a video on it uh, with you know somebody actually having that information. Speaking of the downtown part, it was reported just recently that Hillsborough County Commissioner Ken Hagen and Tampa Mayor Jane Castor had a two and a half hour meeting with Ray's officials, Ray's executives, and they said it went very well. To me, and and Jane Castor has expressed she's warming up. She thinks the the Montreal plan would be okay and doable. For Tampa, not St. Petersburg, for Tampa. This almost makes all the sense in the world because they'd be going from zero home games because St. Pete is not in, in Hillsborough County or Tampa to 40 home games. And then they could sell it even further with, all right, we have some spring training up here. Maybe you relocate the Rowdies. You can use it as a concert event venue. Uh, you already have, I mean, the NHL, What's- they've got they've got 40 home games. NBA has 40 home games. We'll, we'll just kind of use that as a sell to the, the public and go from there. What group of people you do you think is bigger the on one hand you have the pinellas residents and the the hillsborough residents that love the tampa bay Rays and go to the games Mm -hmm. and now they're being taken away so they hate the sister city plan right yeah that that's one group the other group is the i don't like it but you know i live in hillsborough county or I live in in Pinellas, but I'll make that drive because other people made that drive for the last twenty something years. Fine, I I don't like it, but I'll, I'll I'll still go to the games. Which group is bigger? Because maybe that's one of the things that they've researched is that that second group might be bigger than the yeah. first group. It's just the first one is way more vocal. That is true. Hey, a lot of times it's the 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 vocal minority, if you will. It's a, and it's the people that aren't really speaking out that, at the end of the day, may have their say on the issue. Um, okay, how about this? You're a Hillsborough resident. Not going to reveal the location, but you would say <laughs> the stadium was in Ybor City. Roughly, do you know about how long of a drive that would be without giving away your your exact Ybor location? City. From, from my house to Ybor yes. City. 12 minutes. 12 minutes, okay. 10, 12 um, minutes. Would you rather, and I think I know your answer on this, but just for, hey, I'm just pulling the public here. Just got to get, just (laughs) pulling. Right. Would you rather have, okay, we're going to give you spring training in Ybor City. We're going to give you 40 home games in Ybor City. We're going to give you a possible playoff game or multiple playoff games in Ybor City. We're going to give you the Tampa Bay Rowdies in Ybor City. Or you can have the 80 home games in St. Petersburg. Well, it, that's very tough for me because I already make that drive. I already yes, make that, that drive to St. Pete, and I love the 80 games. However, that second one comes with a big old asterisk, maybe as big as a trash can in Houston, okay? <laughs> and, and that's the fact that it's only till 2027 that's 100% sure. That's 100% yes. guaranteed. Uh, after that, we don't know. So, 
when they say stuff like, well, this sister city plan it guarantees spaceball until 2050, until 2080, until the 2100s, that's appealing to me, uh, especially yeah. if it is a 10 to 12 minute ride. But again, I don't like it. But yes, in this hypothetical, dude, could I bike to the stadium? Possibly, yeah. You could you could scooter. Use one of those uh, Tampa scooters. <laughs> exactly. Leave it in terrible condition like most people do. Just there leave it sitting on the ground. Uh, very good. <laughs> Wow. Now this, uh, Hey, I'm, they are, I think absolutely. I'm, I'm, I've gotten to the point where I don't think this is a ploy anymore. Like they are full steam ahead with wanting to do this. And this is their, I still haven't made up my mind. Uh, Sometimes I feel it's definitely a ploy. And then sometimes, man, they keep that face real straight though. All of them, either, either they're taking uh, really good acting classes uh, to try to force uh, St. Pete and Tampa to, to play nice with each other and, and make it happen down here, or they're decided. But well, many of them look- are Wall Street business guys, so they know a <laughs> thing or two about yes. leverage and, and all those sorts of things. Uh, we've got a couple more questions we'll uh, break down and talk about after the break. Okay, Ulysses, continuing our mailbag episode, this question on Twitter from Matthew Robert Grosinger. He asks, what if the Rays have a phenomenal season this year and they win a World Series? Would that make a difference in the whole Montreal discussion? Um, I think, you know, we'll get your thought on this, but I think the Rays have pretty much said that we've been very successful, one of the most successful franchises since 2008, and there hasn't been much to show for it. So they might, I mean, the Marlins won two World Series, and hey, they, they did get a new stadium out of it, and they still are in Miami, but <laughs> Lucky them. I think that's the problem is the Rays have been so successful, and yeah, if you win a World Series, that's great. Uh, it's only temporary, but at the end of the day, you still have the issue of, the stadium being in St. Petersburg. Now, maybe that drums up more interest for, say, Tampa representatives and Hillsborough County officials to say, okay, we might have a gym here, a la the Tampa Bay Lightning. The, the Lightning, they've got the 40 home games. It's kind of a different setup because you might have one home game a week instead of back to back to back to back to back sometimes. But you, it's, you have something uh tangible that you can kind of sell to taxpayers if you're trying to get a new 400 500 600 million dollar stadium but i think even if even if they won the world series last year i still think this would still be as big of an issue honestly it would still be a big issue uh but winning a wild card game and hanging a wild card banner is way different than hanging a world series banner that is a world series banner is worldwide yeah, a World Series banner, and not worldwide because you know they're celebrating it in you know Italy. Uh, yeah. But it it is it is international. Uh, maybe not as soccer, but it is international. And and you get about parade. The city is is content about their team. It, it's a big big deal. Winning a wild card game is not the same. Being a, a, you know a, a loser. In division and divisional Z- series mm-hmm. uh, matchups is not the same. And look, we're a small market team, right? Uh, fans of a small market team, so obviously we we take every victory in in those playoffs as the biggest thing ever, as we should. Yes, as we really should. However, it's not going to really move the needle until you win the World Series. I think 
if you do that, you would see some ripple effects, maybe in, in more conversation, maybe in more transparency, maybe in people getting more hyped up about the team. Let's see how attendance does March and April at the Trump. I, really, seeing people in FanFest, and yes, they booed, and, and yes, they asked tough questions to, to the front office, but I still feel... Like, people were incredibly excited. And not just the normal excited about, hey, our favorite sport is back, our favorite team is back. It was more, we're going to do something this year. Right. That's the vibe I, I felt. So I think if you ultimately get that last prize, you would see some ripple effects. Okay, the Rays were very close in 2008. Now, losing the World Series and winning the World Series are two completely different things. But say they did hang a World Series banner after the 2008 season. Do you think they would still have the issues that they're having now? They might have that. I, I think, in my opinion, I think you would you would have that attendance bump for 09, 2010, 2011, maybe. And then, hey, people forget about. I mean, nobody's talking yeah. about the Bucks winning the 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 Super Bowl in what uh, 2002. I don't even yeah. remember the year 2003. We we <laughs> talk about them not making the playoffs for the last like 10 years or whatever it's been. Right. So. Um, I think for, I mean, temporarily, maybe there'd be a hold off, but I still think you would still venture back to this discussion because 100%. you still have the St. Petersburg problem and, and everything else that goes with that. It too. would still be a big problem. If they had won in 08, I think it would still be a big problem. But if they had won it in 08, maybe they did get the new stadium. Maybe they would have yeah. gotten the, exactly. They would. I think the World Series could be a very big thing and, and, and a game changer for this area to kind of yeah. say, no, we cannot lose this. It's uh, so. It's a very different thing, a wild card game to a World Series. So, yes. I do think, hey, I, I do think Tampa is poised to try to lure the race, even if it is for 40 games. After it seems like more and more that's coming out, that yeah. even the Ybor City stuff that fell through, I think they're, they're set on trying to work to a solution. Um, okay, this last question from Herbert Goonan on Twitter. He says, uh, and this is actually a baseball question, not a stadium or a Montreal question. How about that? Uh, Ooh, with, extra points. Yeah. Yeah, for real. Uh, with so many big moves going on at the moment in the MOB, what do we need to do to at least have a shot at the wild card? Um, I don't think the Rays are just talking about having a shot at the wild card. I think they've, they've got a sh real shot at the AL East division, and a wild card is almost that, – that's like second fiddle. That's that's like third prize for them. I mean, I, I pencil them in already – with a wild card, with this roster that they've composed, and you look at um, the movement in the division, I mean, yeah, the the Yankees signed Garrett Cole, uh, but they, they're also going to be without James Paxton for three right. to four months. Mookie Betts leaving the division. David Price leaving the division. Yeah, the Blue Jays got a little bit better, but um, I, they're still not to the point of competing with the Rays or competing with the Yankees for, for 90 wins. They might be a 500 ball club at best. Um, I mean, the, you, the Yankees are, are, are not even Paxton, but Herman is out, I think, uh, suspended until like yeah. mid-summer. And, and, they know, lost Luis Gregorius Severino, too, yeah. Yeah, and, and Luis Severino is coming back from injury. I mean, he had a short season. So I think there's a lot of incognitas there in that starting yeah. rotation. Who is the starting rotation in the Red Sox? Come on, that's a joke. Right. Uh, moving on, I mean, the Jays, young team, I, I honestly, I, I, I'm, I agree with you. I mean, if you look at, all other wild card contending teams, you got to look at the other divisions. And, yeah, and and that's that's Chicago White Sox. They did I think a lot they, of good moves on paper. Yeah, adding Grandall and adding Keuchel and Gio Gonzalez, 
in Ray's killer, Edwin Encarnacion, and they've got some <laughs> young up and play uh, up and comers too. Um, you got and, Minnesota Twins who just yeah. came off a hundred plus winning season. You got on the other side the Astros. Yeah, they might be a little bit unfocused. It's still a good team, mm-hmm. uh, even though they they took out you know the trash cans. Um, then you got the Angels. The Angels now, are the interesting. Angels are very interesting. I mean, they're gonna have a stacked lineup. Yeah. That lineup is scary good right now. But they say you win with pitching and defense, and the pitching part. Not so sure about. There you go. I think they're gonna, they're gonna score a lot of runs, but I still don't think they address their big key issue of you. you nowadays, you have to be so balanced in like the that's Rays true. or like the Athletics. That's why the Athletics and the Rays made the wild card last season, and that's and another that's team. The, the team. Athletics they, the they lost guys. They didn't really add no uh, to their. But group. but again, you know, they're always uh, the the mystery team that could come up with ninety plus wins like like the Rays have the last two seasons. So no. I think the Rays are looking for the division title. Again, guys, it was seven games, the difference. It seems mm-hmm. like a pretty big chunk of games, but it, it really isn't when you d- deep uh, uh, you take a dive real deep into what happened this season. The Rays had two guys in the starting rotation mm-hmm. for most of the season. They lost their second baseman and the third baseman for months. Come on. It's going to be a different season if they stay healthy. Again, every team has injuries like the Yankees did. But Mm -hmm. seven games is not that much. Yeah, I think with a wild card, it's definitely not just within reach. I mean, the Rays really are the favorite for the wild card right now. And you still have people. And I don't think the division is totally out of the question either. Um, I would be curious to see. Yeah, the Yankees had a ton of injuries. The Rays, I mean, to their most impactful players, and I know it's kind of hard to go back and forth with who was more injured and who was more impactful to the team and everything like that with that. But um, you look at a group that's entering the season fully healthy, and I think this team has more depth and is just more talented overall than last year's team possibly. Yeah. That that ends up for, for a fun team. I am concerned a little bit about what the White Sox could do and mm-hmm. that – who wins out between the twins uh, and the White Sox and in, in fighting for that division. I'm really not afraid of the athletics at this point. The Cleveland Indians, too, they didn't really do much. Right. They, yeah, those uh, teams really didn't do that much uh, this offseason. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think Rays, wild card at the very least, for sure. Right. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at Locked on Rays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the podcasting app Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Rays.